Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the 503 for the Fans podcast. This is Noah. What up guys, it's Sam. What's going on guys, it's Fulton. And you guys are listening to another edition of the 503 for the Fans podcast. This is episode 17. We're going to be talking about tonight's game against Denver. And we're going to be talking about the game against Denver on Friday. So let's dive into it. Tonight's uh, game, we came on top 115-108. to 108. It, We played great in the first half. It looked like we were just going to blow them out the water without Jokic and Murray and Millsap. They were resting. And it looked like we were going to blow out blow them out the water but I mean Denver came out came out in the third quarter and they really laid it on us and they didn't give up so I mean, what was your thoughts on the game Sam? Um, I feel like we were pretty good down the stretch um, Dame was looking a little iffy in the first quarter with his shots but it it came to um, fourth quarter he really was hitting his threes and I think that's kind of really what boosted us on top in the fourth. Yeah what was your thoughts Fulton? Yeah, uh, I think we played kind of a passive kind of game. It was. It seemed like, you know, we hit our strides when we needed to, but it was kind of like we were like, you know, leaning back a little bit to you know take a little rest. And CJ was coming back and kind of test out the water since we knew that their three top players were going to be sitting. So uh, we came out and did the business. But yeah, so um, I'll, I'll ask this question before we dive into stats. Do you think Denver rested their players on purpose? I mean. Um, I think they definitely did. Yeah, I think they did, but it definitely didn't show. Like they they played that they wanted to win that game, but I think they definitely rested their players for multiple reasons, including possibly even wanting us to win that game. Yeah, and I I've seen people talk about. I think they did, and I think that because if they think if they have Houston in their bracket and they play and Houston gets that three seed, then Houston will play them in the second round. And they obviously don't like that match that matchup. So I think they would prefer us. I mean, that, I'm, I would prefer them too. I wouldn't want to play the Houston either. So I think I, I get the strategy, but there also there's some there's some dumb things for Denver there because if they don't they play at Utah next, and if they don't win that game, and OKC doesn't win the game against Houston, then Denver could potentially slide to the three seed, and Houston could slide to the two seed. So there, there's things to play out. I think. It's a smart strategy. I mean, I'll take it. I mean, give us some a gift and rest your three players and give us a W. And we play the Lakers and uh, the Kings next. So, I mean, we'll, let's talk about some stats. Um, the man of the night, I'll talk about him. We'll talk about Chief. I mean, he really has showed something this year. I mean, his ball handling's really improved. It's just, I, I don't know. <laughs> he, but still really cringeworthy. What's your thoughts on Chief this year, Fulton? Uh, like you said, very cringeworthy when he has the ball and especially a lot of defenders around him. But when he gets those wide-open shots in the corner, he's been seeming to knock those down more consistently this year, and it definitely showed tonight. And the way he drove the ball on the two bigs they were having with Hernan Gomez and Lyles and Plumley down there, I definitely felt like he finished the, the rock very well tonight. Yeah, and uh, what was your thoughts on me tonight, Sam? Um, I think he just really was putting himself in the right position to get the buckets that they wanted. And, I mean, with the matchups that we had, he had the ability to get down low. Yeah, and uh, I think with Chief, he uh, he had a season high tonight, 23 points, 11 rebounds, and 8 of 13 from the field. I mean, obviously, you look at this game. Dame has a quiet 30. I mean, he really poured it on in the fourth. I mean, he kind of had little spurts here and there throughout the game to get him up to 20, and then he had a spurt of like 10 in the fourth, I think. But um, Chief really brought tonight. Uh, 
I don't I say cringeworthy just because you you really are like don't shoot it don't shoot it then he makes it you're that type of oh you're like okay all right you're fine you, you really like that with Chief a lot and he's really got you I've gained more confidence in Chief this year I mean last year and the years before when he first signed with us I mean I really held my breath when he dribbled and I still do but kudos to Chief for really stepping up his ball handling this year and uh, another thing about Chief is he's the only Blazer to start all 80 games this year so I mean he's really shown durability in his career he's only missed uh, I mean I don't know specifics but he's missed here and there throughout his career with us but he's been really durable and let's talk about let's talk about a man that had less of a night tonight but a really big night at Denver Ennis Cantor he had 25 24 and 15 at Denver he really showed something I mean Jokic is not a big center I mean he's not a big guard I mean defender i'm gonna say he, he he can't really he's slow he's not agile on his feet so he's not a great defender and he's not he doesn't have a reach so i mean and ennis really had the advantage there and um, what was your thoughts on ennis sam um he just has crazy good footwork and like you said Jokic has slow feet and it's hard to keep up with someone like ennis down low where he knows what he wants to do and he knows where he wants to get to put that ball into the basket yeah i mean what was your thoughts on ennis these past two games that fallen yeah, um, although Jokic is, you know, a bigger body than Ennis, uh, Ennis is very strong, and his low post presence is also very strong. And when he gets that ball and starts backing people down low, it seems that he gets the edge when he's turning that corner and getting his little post fade up. Yeah, um, Ennis has really – his motor is just – really impressed me i mean you knew that his motor was something when he came onto his team that's one thing he's always going to have and we've talked about on pods before i mean he had 11 points 13 rebounds tonight he didn't shoot as well 5 of 13 from the field that was his probably his, i think his worst shooting game as a blazer i mean he had he had four straight games of 20 points he's really stepped up no center in this in the nba right now no backup center is going to come in to fill the void like he has and with with and is playing like this, you do have some hope in the playoffs. He's not unplayable like people have gave him. That had people have really, I mean, people really gave him a lot of shit when he played for OKC, and they think they thought he couldn't guard. I mean, sure, OKC fans could say that, but I mean, he's trying this year, and you got to give that to Ennis. So, well, let's let's wrap it up with the stats and talk about the upcoming schedule. The Blazers play at LA in versus the Kings. We talked about these two games in the last pod, but we'll talk about them again. Um, I think. The Bla- the Blazers have a tough game with LA. I mean, it's kind of a sneaky opponent, like you say, like you see tonight. They currently just beat the Jazz, and Alex Caruso has been some some kind of stud for them. Some G leaguer who's been in and out. I mean, obviously he's been playing with the Lakers because they've had so many injuries. I mean, he had thirty four points, I think ten rebounds or something yep. against the Clippers. He beat the he beat the Clippers pretty much by himself, and they're a good defensive team. So I mean, that could be a sneaky game. I, I think the Blazers pull it out though. We're, well, let's talk about this. The Jazz just lost to the Lakers. And they are now 49-31. The, if the Blazers win against L.A., they will clinch uh, a four-seed, a home court advantage. So it, the ball's in our hands. We really can, can really, we really pave our path to the playoffs. If we went out and OKC loses, I mean, OKC beats Houston, we're the three-seed. And we'll, we'll get into that later. But if we beat L.A. and the Kings, we finish at 53-29. and 29. I mean, what's your thoughts on those two games? Uh, do you think we win both? 
Um, I definitely see us winning both. Um, we're playing pretty good ball right now, and I mean the teams that we p- play aren't the greatest. Um, how about you, Fulton? I do see us winning both. Um, I definitely think we can't look past both of these teams because I definitely think they could give us you know that shock. But the way we're playing and the way we just handled a a two seed in the West, even without their three stars, I I think we're we'll be fine. Yeah, um, and you got to be encouraged by CJ's play. I mean, you really were you worry about CJ because he has a type of injury that can come back, and he they can come back and really be rusty. I mean, Kevin Garnett came back from the same injury; he was rusty. He couldn't really play in the playoffs. I mean, CJ looked like he didn't miss a step, and uh, you got to be happy with that. So I think they I think they pull off these two games. These are gonna be two great games for CJ just to get some rhythm back, get that that gameplay. I mean, you can play three on threes, and he can do that. But obviously, game games like this is way more valuable. So I think we take those two games definitely. And we'll, let's talk about the standings, and we're gonna talk about some games to look for, and so you guys can peek out and check the standings. Right now, it's Golden State atop. Denver second, Houston third, because they've played two. I mean, Houston third, yes. Fourth, us, Portland, Utah fifth, OKC sixth, LA Clippers seventh, and the Spurs eighth. What's your thoughts on the standings? Do you think it's going to finish up like that, Sam, or do you think it will change? Honestly, the West is kind of crazy right now. Um, I can see it staying the same, but I can also see – the Spurs jumping up ahead of the Clippers. Yeah, a lot of things will alter with that uh, OKC-Houston matchup on Tuesday. If, uh, if OKC pulls that one out, like like we said earlier, it could drop them to the four. It could bring us up to the three. It could bring them up to the five, even if if the Utah happens to lose out, possibly. It's just a lot of things that could happen in the West. Yeah, I mean, it seems like the, it's like this every single year. So um, I don't see the playoffs standing out like this again. Well, I'll read it again. Golden State first, Denver second, Houston third, Portland third, fourth, Utah fifth, OKC sixth, Clippers seventh, San Antonio Spurs eighth. I don't see it playing out this way. I th- I hope and I and I really think I think Houston drops that game at OKC. I and I think that because OKC does not want to finish the A seed. They don't want Golden State. If they drop that Houston game, they will drop to 48 and 30. They'll drop to no 47 and 34 and they will have to play the Bucks the next day and depending on how the Bucks play their lineup if they play Antetokounmpo it, it could go ugly for them. So I think OKC really puts a lot of heart into that game. I think they do win. I mean, who do you think wins between OKC and Houston, Fallen? Um, it's at it's at OKC. Yeah, no, yeah, it's at OKC. But just the way they shot tonight, I know it's Phoenix, but the way Houston shot tonight made 27 threes, that's absurd, and that's going to be hard to beat, especially with Harden on his game and Chris Paul and all of them. Just, I don't know. I mean, I could agree. What's your thoughts, Sam? Um, If Houston's rolling like they were tonight, I don't see OKC winning. But um, you never know, honestly. Um, I'm going to say it again. I do predict. And this is just because I think OKC has a lot to play for. I mean, so does Houston. Houston doesn't want that four seed. They don't want uh, Golden State in the second. So, but... I do think it's a big advantage for OKC. It's at home. I mean, it's okay. Russ probably does play up for that game. He he hates probably James Harden, not hates, but he loves the rivalry. Probably doesn't like Chris Paul. 
Paul George, that's a that's a great series. So I think OKC really plays up for that game. But let's talk about some games. I mean, Denver could potentially. This is what I was talking about earlier. Denver confuses me in an essence of why lose this game. I mean, sure, yes, we'll take the game. But why lose this game when you have an upcoming game, especially off a Jazz team who just lost to the Lakers? They're gonna have some moment. I mean, they're gonna have like, oh gosh. I mean, we're on the hinges here, and so is Denver. But they have a chance to lose at Utah and go to 28 losses, and that could be bad for them. So, I mean, there's a lot to play for, and they play versus Minnesota. I think Denver stays at the two seed, but let's talk about OKC's – I mean, no, let's talk about the Clippers. Their last game's versus Utah. That's a lot, a lot on the line there. I think the Clippers are really out of the sixth seed, and I really think it's really between OKC – Spurs. I don't see. I mean, because the Clippers lost to Golden State Warriors tonight, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, they did. So they are at thirty-five losses. So yeah, I think they're out of the six seed. I I think it's really between OKC and the Spurs right now. I mean, the Spurs finish up versus the Mavs. They beat the Cavs tonight. I mean, do you think the Spurs or who do you think is going to finish, Spurs or OKC at the six seed? Um, probably OKC. Um, for us, if we get that third seed, I'm hoping the Spurs. But all in all, if, 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 especially if they go in and beat Houston, I think they'll clinch up that sixth seed. Okay, yeah. And I think there's danger there because if they beat Houston, the Bucks to the next night, and you don't know if it's Cooper plays. If he does play, I would. It's in Milwaukee, so I would write that off. But the Bucks really don't have anything to play for. They've locked up the first seed, so you, you fear there. But let's, let's dive away from that. I mean – you, we're going to talk about some best-case scenarios for the Blazers, and I think this is – we've been talking about just for a couple minutes, but, I mean, a best-case scenario for the Blazers was win tonight, which they did, and win out, which is the final two games, and then they would finish 53-29, and 29, and then Houston would lose, and then that would guarantee the Blazers for the three seed. And then OKC beats Houston and loses to the Bucks, sliding them to a 7-8 seed. Spurs went out and finished 48-34, making them the 6th seed. That's depending on OKC. Clippers and Clippers, but they just lost, so there's no, no really way. Do you see... What would your prediction be on a Blazers-Spurs matchup? Um... Like I've said before, I think that we would win it in six games. Okay, okay, that's fair. I don't see us winning on their home floor for the series. Uh, this is kind of bull, but I could see us winning in five, and I could also see us winning in seven. I I feel that we're going to win in Portland for the series. Oh, yeah. Um, Spurs are a horrible road team. And... People can say, oh, people, you're wishing for po- uh, Popovich. I mean, yes, Popovich is a hell of a coach. But you you sit there and you think, this team's a horrible road team. They they do have some stars with DeRozan. And, I mean, Rudy Gay can get hot sometimes. LaMarcus, obviously. But their guards are just, I mean, Devin, I mean, Derek White is their best defender. He can't play all 48. And uh, Brian Forbes and Patty Mills will just get torched that entire series. Yes, the Spurs can get hot. They can hit some threes. I mean, Marco Bellinelli can just hit some random three and spark a run for the Spurs. But I think the Blazers do come out of that. And I think if the Blazers line up with a three seed and Denver in the second seed and Houston in the four seed, I think you have a legit chance to go somewhere. I mean, yes, the Blazers did lose at Denver, but you don't have C.J. McCollum there. CJ could provide a lot. You don't have Seth there either. We only lose by nine. Dame only has 14 points. 
this team's this team's deep, and I do believe in them. Um, what's we're gonna start wrapping up here. I'll ask these guys one more question: Who would you rather play, OKC or Utah? Um, I'm gonna have to take Utah, especially with the way Ennis is playing. That's fair. I'm gonna have to take Utah also with uh, just what we just watched with that Laker game. Um, they're they're very not deep at all they have three players and if those three players aren't doing anything they're they're in trouble yeah and i mean you fear because the only thing that scares you is rudy gobert and like we've said and sometimes people like jay crowder can hit a couple threes here and there but people i think there's a lot of analysts out there that really overvalue the jazz They've had a very easy schedule to end the year. Yes, they got really rocked in the beginning of the year, and that's why they were so far down. They they had a tough schedule, and they, and they had some injuries at the time. Yes, I, 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 don't think, I don't think Utah is unbeatable, like people say. Even without Nurk, I don't think that. So I think we're going to wrap it up here. Thank you for listening. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at 503BlazerFans, and make sure to follow Sam at SamBeyondThat and Fulton at JustinFulton7. Thank you for coming to the shows, guys. Yeah, no problem. Anytime. Yeah, peace out. Yeah, thank you. Peace out, guys.